uh, my first question is what are your clients doing? Uh, it depends on the type of the client. So um, I have a number of general insurance clients who are unfortunately bracing for heavy claims and they're pulling money back from us. Um, so they're, they're liquidating. And actually, generally, we've seen probably a $3 billion growth, something like $3 billion growth in money market funds. So corporates generally are uh, building liquidity. I don't think it's necessarily um, you know, a, a runaway from, from risk. I think it's just they know they're going to have some bills to pay and they're building liquidity. Um, however, I, I would say that I've been amazed at the level of activity. I, I thought clients would sit on their hands. And uh, I'm sure like many of my colleagues, we've been pitching away like mad on Zoom over the last little while for everything from investment-grade credit, high-yield, emerging market debt. Very interesting diversity of uh, propositions up for grabs at the minute, actually including ESG-type equity mandates. So um, there's an amazing amount of activity. There's an amazing amount of activity. Uh, is that for, up from the clients as well? And if so, that's driven by the clients. Driven, driven by, by the clients. clients. So you've talked about money market funds. What else are they? And you've talked about insurance companies cashing in. Is, is there something else you could say that your clients are doing? Um, uh, yes, I, I, I was saying it's, it's quite diverse, though. So they're, they're active, but some are looking to step into risk, picking up uh, global high yield mandates. Some are perhaps downing the risk a little bit. So we recently had success with the global investment grade. I suspect that came from slightly more risky sources. Um, so I don't think it's easy to draw a picture at the minute. It depends very much on the circumstances that the clients find themselves in. Um, but uh, the, the amazing thing for me, if I've just got to say anything, is how quickly both the industry and the clients have got used to working from home and expecting <laughs> us to turn up for pitches on Zoom and uh, have everything running efficiently. And, and, and I think we're doing that remarkably well. Right. Anyone else would like yep. to? Andrew had his hand up first. Andrew. Thanks, Lawrence. Um, now just to say that our, our longer-term clients, including pension funds, a number of them are have been taking advantage of the, of the, the weaker markets to move more money into equities, which... Hmm. Surprising, I think, as Ewan said, people people are um, perhaps more active than we might have expected. Um, so that would be my my short comment. Right, thank you. Uh, very short and appreciated, John. Yes, I'll make short comments, perhaps spanning the geographies in which we are, starting from the western, the the most uh, geography, most of the west, the US. We see a surprisingly high level of activity notably in the retail space, lots of activity, people rotating, and it's not only money market, frankly, ourselves, we don't have money market. So we see a lot of people getting out of certain strategies and putting money in others. So in an attempt, presumably, to rebalance portfolios, and we see that, frankly, a lot from uh, retail investors. In Europe, uh, institutional clients, thinking about rebalancing, we've, we've, we've actually have a lot of institutional clients who have topped up existing mandates, uh, Again, in the, uh, some, some motivated by uh, rebalancing, others by simply taking, uh, looking at the market and depending on the variations we've seen, risk on, risk off. And in Asia, surprisingly, high level of activity, uh, getting into uh, notably fixed income in US dollar strategies. That's what we've seen. Thank you. 
Uh, anybody else like to come in on this? Uh, David. So maybe just to, uh, to build on Jen's point, um, I spent uh, the last five hours on the phone with a variety of clients in Asia. And even there, the, um, the, the disparity across countries is really remarkable. And I think it's very hard to generalize. You know, you look at Australia and the superannuation funds are all desperately in need of liquidity because the government has allowed individuals to tap into their accounts as part of the government response to this. So they're in a position that they've never been in before in terms of the, the, the need for liquidity. Uh, you contrast that with Korea, uh, where actually they've been very quick to move and very quick to put money to work back into uh, risk assets and take advantage of the, uh, of the pricing. And then you have places like Singapore, which have been very much more you know, into uh, rebalancing off of their strategic uh, asset allocations that have been very kind of long-term, steady-as-you-go investors. So it's, I think it's very hard to generalize, and we find a, a very wide disparity. The thing I think that's most interesting about this, though, um, is just how remarkably resilient um, and how much clients want to interact at this time. We have had um, just call volumes and, and, and inquiry volumes from clients off the charts over the last uh, few weeks since they've been at home and we've been at home. We've also seen unprecedented interest in a lot of our thought pieces, our uh, uh, webinars, uh, conference calls that we've done. And I think if you were to ask the industry uh, you know, in February, how well do you think this would work if all the clients and, and the professional asset managers are at home, you would have said pretty bumpy. And you'd have been wrong. Actually, this has worked remarkably well. And I think in such the point where I don't think we'll go back to the way we were in February anytime soon. Okay, I think we can come on to that when we start to extrapolate. But I want to bring Hanukkah in if you want to just talk a little bit about what, what your clients are doing. I'm certainly getting the sense that there's no sense of panic going on here, but, but maybe... There maybe is. A... So, so for Newton, the majority of our clients are UK-based and a large, and it's a mix of institutional as well as sort of wholesale. I would say our clients have been cautious in the sense we have not seen a lot of action yet, or certainly not in terms of them um, uh, desiring liquidity, that, but that might be because of the strategies we run. Um, it's more narrow between equities, fixed income and absolute return uh, strategies. And it might be a function of the particular clients and uh, geographic area uh, we, uh, we're in. We have seen, uh, as some of the others have seen as well, an increased interest in uh, shift towards uh, growth equities as well as actually sustainable. And I know we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that later on. I would also concur with David's comments that um, it is remark it's all working remarkably well. Um, I think we're all very, very fortunate to be working in the service sector because there are, of course, many businesses, including companies that we all have exposure to, um, where you can't have all staff. And at Newton, we have 100% of staff working remotely with a lot of businesses that is simply not possible. And our clients can work remotely as well. And that, that really is quite extraordinary and will really impact how, how we work when we do go back to, well, we're still working every day, but when we uh, eventually <laughs> do return to an office-based environment, yes. Yes. Indeed, that is going to be the case. Uh, I know that three of you haven't spoken, so in no particular order. Tom, do you, have you got something to say on what your clients have been up to? 
Yeah, I think everybody said a lot of very relevant points about uh, you got through the initial shock and like everything else, as people have settled in both to the working from home and, and remote selling and client servicing, yeah, I think you're getting back to those conversations that are focusing on where will the markets go? What will be the impact of the economic crisis? And so uh, much like David said, you know, bearings were dealing with very different clients institutionally from across the world. And we're seeing some lean into wanting to buy uh, the opportunity in, in certain markets where we've seen uh, retrenchment. Uh, can we can also you be specific? Seen, Sorry, Tom, it's always best sure. if you could be specific, like where? Sure. So if you look in the, in the high yield and the, and the global leverage loan and global credit markets, we saw that dislocate, you know, uh, obviously as other markets dislocated, we've now seen those markets catch a bit. You know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, we've seen inflows in both leverage loans and high yield. We're starting to see some issuance back into that market. And so, you know, that's a good example where it's repriced relative to where it was pre the crisis and, and people are looking at it, not only as an entry point, but we had several investors who going into this year, were talking about reducing their credit exposure to get ahead of the market disconnect. They've now changed, they missed it and they've changed their minds. They're sitting, they're staying put and looking, well, is this a time to add to credit exposure in US or European high yield and loans, for instance. Right. Thank you. Uh, Naeem and then Nick. Yeah, I, I think um, I agree with uh, everything has been said. Uh, no panic. Clients are, are really holding uh, very well. They remain calm. I think the fact that the central banks were prompt in providing a large rescue package very quickly, very promptly and uh, swiftly just uh, in the beginning of March, that helped a lot to calm down the client. We saw some outflows uh, the last, uh, the first two months of the year in, uh, of the quarter, let's say February and March. And as David said, it's true that from Korea, Japan, we are seeing a lot of interest, even inflows mid-March. And now in April, we have some inflows all in, some outflows, but nothing worrying. And uh, we were worried to see a, a crisis in a real economy and politics transform in a financial crisis. And it looks like today it's well mitigated. Uh, Nick. Uh, so no, I would agree with uh, with what we've already uh, discussed uh, here. We're seeing uh, kind of consistent engagement uh, and increased allocations from our institutional clients. That's primarily into uh, investment grade uh, and high yield, but also selectively into global equities and also UK equities. So we've either seen our institutional clients holding tight uh, and or adding to their positions in those asset classes. On the wholesale side, it's been interesting to see certainly uh, a risk off, a strong risk off uh, in middle of March through to end of March. That's very much stabilized. I would say we saw that pretty much across uh, uh, EMEA uh, with a real focus of risk off in the UK and in, in Germany. Uh, but that's definitely stabilized. And I guess the only other point I'd, I'd mentioned, which we haven't really touched on, is we started to notice that the turnaround times we're being asked to meet with regard to RFP requests is shortening, not lengthening. <laughs> so that's evidence to us that not only clearly are people thinking about it in terms of wanting to, to, to 
to make new allocations uh, and, and utilize new managers potentially, but also that they're trying to concertina or shorten the decision-making period so they can actually act on whatever the impetus is for issuing the RFP in the first place. And, and I don't think we touched on that yet. Well, that's, no, that's a very interesting point. I just want to bring in Angus because he had a session this morning with five chief, uh, well, five top huge selectors in Europe and they, they made a point about uh, turnaround times and response times. What, what their expectations are of you in terms of response? Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, it's interesting. This is, so this is five really big um, fund selectors from around Europe. And they had, we did a similar discussion session with them a year ago. Um, and they had said then that, their, uh, that the maximum turnaround time they would expect was 48 hours. If they had a query with an asset manager, 48 hours was the time that they thought was acceptable. And I asked them this morning, it's the same, exactly the same group of people, is that still the case? And they said, no, now it's 24. And they didn't just want a response, they wanted an answer. So to your point, Nick, they wanted something they could act on. They didn't want just a yeah. thanks very much, we're dealing with it. Yeah.